The mural in People's Park was anonymously overlaid with the words Black Lives Matter on Friday, June 19, 2020. The City of Bloomington Arts Commission met on July 8th during a public meeting to decide whether or not it will keep the Black Lives Matter lettering. Defund BPD was spray-painted in the upper right corner of the mural, but the message has since been painted over. The Bloomington Police Department said this is an act of vandalism and they are investigating the matter. However, Bloomington Councilman Jim Sims said no opposition has been raised from the community, the artist, or the property owners. So the first thing is that if the owner were to file a complaint, then that now turns into basically a criminal matter. So that's normally what happens when we have a graffiti artist that does something on buildings or across another artwork, um, then it's considered a criminal activity. In this particular case, um, which I was very, very happy to hear and I happen to agree with it, is that the owners, along with the artists, didn't have an issue with Black Lives Matter being painted across it. Um, and I will add this, that when I've looked at it, it's not like um, regular graffiti we see around the city that's, you know, uh, it's graffiti, but it's kind of haphazard and it kind of marks over stuff. This, on the other hand, I thought was painted rather nicely and it almost blends into the mural that's already there. I think if you were to walk and see it today and you didn't know that Black Lives Matter wasn't a part of that um, a month and a half ago or whenever, then you wouldn't know any difference. Meanwhile, the city said it planned to commission a new mural later this summer. Designs for the new mural are yet to be announced. During the Public Arts Commission meeting, Assistant Director of the Arts Sean Starowitz said there are no plans for covering the lettering so close to the commission of a new mural. Art Commission member Nick Blanford mentioned that the mural, especially at its current location, can have more purpose than just aesthetic imagery. The balance that we want to strike is, um, you know, uh, having having a a piece of artwork that is appropriate to the site you know that isn't isn't just sort of like overly overly commercial overly disposable mm-hmm. um you know it, it it doesn't need to be uh a visit bloomington advertisement you know um at, mm-hmm. at, at all times and i think that um you know i think the balance to strike is you know art can challenge people um it can um, it can make people uncomfortable, but, you know, should we stop short of making, you know, of, of it, you know, yeah, we want to avoid uh, something that is full on incendiary um, and going to, you know, specifically, in, you know, entice a lot of volatile reactions. You know, I think, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to find that balance and that balance, you know, the property owners are going to be part of that conversation. In December of 1968, The current People's Park site was the scene of a hate crime. Only a few months earlier, in fall of 1968, the site opened as a local business called the Black Market, which sold books, clothing, records, artwork, and other crafts made by black artists. The shop was owned by a man named Clarence Rollo Turner. According to Indiana University Archives, Turner was an IU graduate student and wanted to create a gathering space and cultural center uniquely for people of color. He was the co-founder of the Afro-Afro-American Students Association, or the AAASA. Jim Sims, city councilman and previous president of the Monroe County chapter of the NAACP, 
is working with multiple local groups to designate the area with an Indiana historical marker. Sim spoke about what the black market brought to the city of Bloomington. But it was like an off-campus facility, I think, or market or building that was frequented by African-American students. And of course it became the black market, which, you know, sold music is my understanding, um, hair products, um, you know, the sort of thing that years and years ago, uh, black people couldn't so much get at uh, regular retail stores out in the city in many cases. But yeah, hang out, um, uh, political people, you know, a comfortable place where you could speak with others, you know, like yourselves and shared some of the same life experiences and, and, and dealing with some of the same societal issues. That same year, local chapters of the Ku Klux Klan were growing. In the spring of 68, the KKK tried to establish a chapter in Monroe County, Indiana, and the opening of the store stirred controversy in the community. Turner reported receiving threatening calls, and soon later, Turner's business was firebombed on December 26, 1968, by members of the Ku Klux Klan. According to Indiana University archives, eyewitnesses reported seeing a white male throw a burning container through the window and driving away. These men were local Klansmen Carlisle Briscoe Jr. and Jackie Kinzer. The black market was the only targeted downtown business. According to a Herald Times story in 2013, Carlisle Briscoe Jr. was convicted in 1986 for firebombing the black market. He was the son of a local police officer and was notorious for setting fires around town and even known to throw rocks into HT crime reporters' homes. The article recorded Briscoe saying, quote, he could not find anyone competent to represent him as he wanted, end quote, so he represented himself. Briscoe spent two and a half years at the Indiana State Prison. However, his conviction was overturned and he was released in October of 1979. Briscoe then moved to Nebraska, where he was again arrested in 2012 for possession of a firearm by a prohibited person. Upon arrest, found in his home were several weapons, a large amount of ammunition, a bulletproof vest, Nazi propaganda, and memorabilia. While in prison at the Nebraska State Penitentiary, at age 71, Briscoe died one year into his three-year sentence. Back in 1968, Two weeks after the firebombing of the black market, there was a student-led demonstration of at least 200 people outside the burnt remains of the black market. According to state archives, Rollo Turner said, quote, The only reason this store was bombed was because it was a black store. End quote. According to state archives, in February of 1970, members of the Youth International Party, nicknamed Yippies, came up with the idea to create a People's Park on the vacant lot where the black market was firebombed. People's Parks were starting to sprout at the time, modeling after People's Park in Berkeley, California. These parks were normally not sanctioned by government or legal authority. Instead, activists gathered in the common place to, quote, promote free speech, activism, and community involvement, end quote. Local yippies started on the project by the spring of 1970, 
State Archives said the park was intended to be a gathering space, community garden, and a place for everyone to quote, sing, dance, rap, and generally do his own thing, end quote. There were some complications with bypassing city authority to put up the park. State Archives said the city of Bloomington threatened to shut it down due to public health concerns. The property owner, Larry Canada, reportedly had plans for the property, however he deeded the land to the city in 1976. Since then, the Bloomington People's Park has been the site of protest, music festivals, and flea markets. Today, the park lives on, with a mural entitled You Belong Here, designed by local artist Eva Roffling Allen, on the side of what is now Bicycle Garage, Inc. However, in the midst of current events, recharging the civil rights movement, the words Black Lives Matter were painted over the mural. But being on the Bicycle Garage's wall, Starowitz said the future mural is ultimately up to them. The wall is owned by Bicycle Garage. We don't own the wall. We, we have provided mural opportunities, but it's ultimately Bicycle Garage's say on what goes in terms of if the partnership will be continued, uh, if there's another mural, it's ultimately their wall, their property, right, that faces the park. Um, that is one potential scary thing about us being involved in public-private partnerships always, which is the property owner can, we can go through this process, commission work, um, but that's why we have shifted to doing the open call process. So we can say we're selecting these two artists, we're going to pay them to refine their ideas, then we can also include the property owner in that conversation so that we don't get down one track and then have to, um, and we, we're, we're not in the business of censorship. You know, we're always going to represent the artists. Um, and that's what I try to do as a staffer is represent the artist's intentions with these public-private partnerships. Starowitz mentioned there have been concerns of making a statement with a mural celebrating black culture, but not working towards reforming equity issues. He said the Arts Commission is actively working to create a more inclusive and diverse environment for artists. Councilman Jim Sims said the painted edition complements the historical importance of the area. I, I think it is from a, a current societal issues that we're dealing with now, I think it's rather appropriate. Um, but the significance that it conveys, and particularly how it sits there with the historical black market, um, with future plans of a historical marker commemorating that event, um, things feel right, if that makes sense. In that particular case and in that scenario, I think it brings community awareness. I think there's people who may ask some of the significance and thus become educated on, um, you know, some of the plight of, of black students back in 68, you know, how they had to deal with some of the racism and uh, other race issues. And I would be fine if there was any way that the mural could stay up there along with the Black Lives Matter edition. Um, and pretty soon it'd be just part of the fabric of downtown and the People's Park area. In the meantime, the Bloomington City Arts Commission will work with the property owners and the community to commission an appropriate mural for People's Park. Starowitz mentioned mural themes have been suggested by the community to commemorate the history of Bloomington's people of color. To consider would be History of People's Park, the Black Market, with a link to that various website, Civil Rights History in Bloomington, celebrating individuals like George and Vitaly Farrow, the Second Street Baptist Church and its architect Samuel Plateau, uh, Neil Marshall Black Cultural Center, Indigenous History and Continued Existence and Representation in the Region, Black, Indigenous, and People of Color Joy. Like, that's just, that's not finalized language by any means. 
but those are kind of some of the frameworks that could be included um, just in the conversations that I've been having with community members and other artists and art communities around this kind of process. According to their current contract for the existing You Belong Here mural, the Bloomington Arts Commission could begin repainting the mural on August 31, 2020. Starowitz said the new mural contract could last anywhere from a three to five year period.